you hardly have time to sleep on it. Like, you know, buyers, oh, we're just going to go home and sleep on it or pray or think, and we'll call you tomorrow. Well, that's too late. We gotta. If this house checks half your boxes, let's get a strong offer in because that's how fast things are moving. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. Well, Colleen, I want to talk to you a little bit about some 2021 real estate realities. Now, Inman.com published a list of seven realities buyers and sellers need to understand and prepare for in 2021. Inman, by the way, just sort of a uh, national real estate um, information newsletter, newspaper publication, online, digital news resource for the real estate world. Is that a good summation of what they do? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, they just do a lot of articles and publishing about uh, real estate stuff. So I want to look at these realities that they talked about and see if you agree with them and what else people should expect in real estate this year. And uh, also, like all the time we talk about here on the show, sometimes you see stories and data and it's national and we're going to put it in the local perspective to see if it still matches up because yeah, that's, that's important. That's great. And that is what Inman does. They've, they've got a national perspective out of New York. So, yes. We need to put Let's it through our, our own mm-hmm. lens, our own filter, as they like to say these days. All right. So one of their takeaways was that in 2021, we're going to see low inventory, high demand, and multiple offer situations continue. That we're going to kind of still have the seller's market in place for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking you still agree with that. For the foreseeable future, yes. Okay. I don't see it changing this year. Uh, it's a strong, strong seller's market. I mean, stronger than I've ever seen. And it could be the new normal, right? Who knows? But yeah, low inventory is a huge problem. High demand, interest rates are staying low. And so therefore, that all leads to more buyers, less homes on the market, and multiple offers. All right, so we don't see that one changing anytime soon. Their yeah. second takeaway <laughs> is a little bit related to that, but... I almost feel like it's contradictory. I'll I'll interested in your thoughts. Their second takeaway was that the market won't pay top dollar for overpriced or dated homes. I mean... Oh, yes, it will. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We have a few that just sold. We went on market and they sold in two days and way over list price. We're like, what? Yeah, dated. And um, my opinion was slightly overpriced when we listed. And there they go. That's why I didn't understand about that being their second takeaway. Yeah. It kind of contradicts the first one, right? That, hey, we're in the situation of a seller's market, so buyers are going to be more desperate. So, yeah, they're going to pay overpay for homes, and they're going to be willing to accept homes that aren't perfect, so maybe outdated and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, uh, good to put that through a different lens versus kind of the national perspective there. All right, another one for you, Colleen. Investors, so this is particularly focusing on investor clients, Mm -hmm. will focus mostly on overpriced, outdated homes. I don't quite understand that. I mean, my investor clients... Don't the investors look at opposite of that? Big investors are cash buyers, right? I mean, I've got some investors... I'd like to think of myself as included. That is not a cat. You know, we're doing conventional financing on our rentals. But investor, big investor clients are mainly cash. So what they're looking for is the ones that won't finance because then they have the leverage to get their offer accepted without 
um, without a bidding war, hopefully, you know, so most of the people out there that are buying a home are financing cash buyers are like 1%, maybe not even, I don't know. And so they get the advantage on the homes that don't finance where the roof is crumbling or leaking or um, it's missing a furnace, things that would prevent that property from qualifying for finance. Mm, certainly understand that. And uh, it's definitely a different experience for you to work with an investor client, right? Like, do you have to switch your brain over a little bit into a different mode when you work with investors versus well, like retail? Well, it's more homework. It's more homework. Okay. Yeah, because I have to determine what that property value will be if they fix it up and sell it, if they're flippers, and how long it's going to take them. So there's calculations involved, like what will this home sell for in six months if it takes me six months and I and I put 40000 into it? And what's my return on my investment there? And then also rentability, if it's going to be a long-term rental property. And then especially lately, we're dealing with a lot of changing laws around tenant, uh, landlord-tenant law. When I sell my multifamily properties, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, and apartment buildings, and we have non-paying tenants there. We can't kick them out. We can kick them out. We can pay them to leave. What are the options that we have to change ownership on a property such as that when there's moratoriums in place that um, prevent evictions and for non-paying tenants, which is a huge issue right now? You said duplexes, triplexes. What was the four, quadplexes? Four, was that the fourplex? I say fourplex. Okay, yeah, fourplex. Four well, what's a? Have you ever done a fiveplex? Fiveplex. <laughs> I was just wondering how, how how complicated the terminology yeah. was going to get as we tried to nope. remember the like you know we tri quad, simple. but then you just switch to the number that makes yep. it easier. It's an an octoplex though. If you did, eight, you never say a twoplex though. Yeah, you, don't, you wouldn't say a twoplex. And even a triplex, you wouldn't say a threeplex. That would be weird. No, that'd be weird. But once you get to four, it's acceptable. But you're not going to say a quadplex. (laughs) That doesn't work either. I feel like once you get to eight, though, you've got to call it an octoplex, right? (laughs) That that just sounds cool. I own an octoplex. Yes. What is that? It's like a new age movie theater or something. Come to the octoplex (laughs) for this month's latest release. All right, I'm I'm getting off on a tangent here, but... Uh, very interesting to hear the differences between investor buying and sort of like, you know, us everyday folks buying yeah. as well. Very cool. Another takeaway. We're talking about 2021 real estate realities as published mm-hmm. by Inman.com and putting them through Colleen's lens to get the local perspective and see if we agree or disagree with some of these things. They predict that transactions will become even more accelerated that tire kickers, the folks who just, you know, kind of casually look for homes, they're kind of out right now because of COVID and other reasons. It's just meaning all the buyers that are out there are pretty serious. And so things are happening quickly. People have caught back up to learning how to execute things digitally very fast. And the lesson to be learned is that, you know, be ready to rock and roll when you step into the market because things are going to move faster these days. Yes. Yeah. You hardly have time to sleep on it. Like, you know, buyers, oh, we're just going to go home and sleep on it or pray or think and we'll call you tomorrow. Well, that's too late. We got to, if this house checks half your boxes, let's get a strong offer in because that's how fast things are moving. And then um, the lender in the lender industry, they're moving fast too. I mean, they're closing loans in 25 days. Everything is definitely at warp speed. (laughs) So think about it quickly. Um, Pray in the car instead of when you get home, just to, you know, accelerate the process a little bit faster. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, just Maybe good, you good could go out learn. and grab a sandwich while you think, but that's it. No, no yeah, more we, time than that. We all want that house hunters feeling, right? Like where yes. we go and we get the meal and we got to discuss it over a meal and think about it. You can't make decisions on an empty stomach. So. Yeah, I say you go grab a sandwich. I'm going back to the office to write up the offer and there you I'll go. be ready for you to stop by and sign. <laughs> See, now my, my mom told me never make a major life decision without on an empty stomach or without one night's sleep. So that'd be yeah. tough if I couldn't go and sleep on it. You know, you mm-hmm. have to... Make a little bit more of a gut a gut choice, but that's the market. So, if we know that going into it, though, we can mentally prepare for it. So that'll be helpful. It also says this article that leasebacks will be more popular in twenty twenty one. So, with these accelerated purchases, kind of makes sense that sellers might be scrambling with everything happening so fast, and they might be more willing or more wanting to request that they can lease back the property after the closing, so that they can then get their ducks in a row. Yes. That is happening. Makes sense. Uh, Yeah. And that's a great opportunity for sellers. It's such a strong seller's market. Sellers get to call the shots. So if seller wants to rent back, we call it a rent back here. Seller wants to rent back their home for 30, 60 days after they sell it. And a buyer really wants that home. They're going to grant that request. And sellers then going to become the tenant of the new buyer and um, rent their own home back from the buyers that purchased it. I remember when we had to do this on my first home purchase, and now it was only a like four-day rent back. It was just enough time for them to be able to not have to find an intermediate moving spot where they were able to just go straight from their home to their new home. So it worked out great for them, you know, and we just, you know, four four days after closing, you know, then we got to move in. So it wasn't that big of a deal, Uh, but it was a little weird as a first-time home buyer than going through that situation because that was not something I'd heard of beforehand. And so when mm-hmm. it came up, I was like, that seems weird, right? Like you buy a home and then the people rent it back from you. Like what are the insurance implications of that? But it's a little bit more common than than you would think. Yeah. Yep. We're doing it quite a bit. Quite a bit. Okay. Very cool. Uh, and honestly, I mean, it's kind of nice, right? Like for the sellers to be able to do that just makes the moving oh, yeah. out process a lot easier. Well, and- I mean, if they're, if they're struggling with cash flow and they're trying to move, the cost of moving is expensive. And so that gives them the cash in their bank to then afford their move, which is very helpful. Well, that's a great point. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about it that way from the financial mm-hmm. perspective. So, yeah, be prepared for that as a buyer and a seller going into that equation. Uh, by the way, if you have any questions about buying or selling, might be a great idea to download the Home Buying Guide or the Home Selling Guide if you're on that part of the sale. Both resources are free and available to you right now if you text the word OREGON to the number 21000. We're going to text you right back a link that allows you to download each of those guides. Again, free resource. Feel free to pick it up. Check it out. It's the Home Selling and Home Buying Guides. Just text the word OREGON to the number 21000, and you can access those great resources. All right, two more takeaways on this Real Estate Realities article that uh, I wanted to run by you, Colleen. Another proposal or thought that there was going to be appraisal challenges continuing into 2021. I know you've shared some stories of this back in our closing recaps during 2020. Do you think it's going to continue where we see this gap between offer price and appraised value? Yes. So here's what happens. Buyers want the house. They have the money and they're willing to pay. Seller wants to sell it as much as he can and profit as much as possible, right? So, and the realtor's fine with it all. And then the bank has to bring us back down to reality. (laughs) Otherwise, we as realtors would like overprice and buyers will buy and sellers will be happy and everybody's happy. Except that the bank, the appraiser represents the bank and they need to keep us in check 
so that we don't have a bubble that bursts, I mean, as much as they can, right? And so right now we've got prices, we've got offers coming in 50000 over list price oh, wow. in a very average price range. And some of the buyers are willing and able to write in that they will pay the difference between, if the appraisal should come in low, they'll pay the difference between appraisal and sales price in cash. And that's just banking on the future equity in that property and buying it kind of upside down, like kind of starting upside down on equity there. But they're willing to do that because they're they're believing that the future growth of the equity in that home is going to be there in a very short time. And so those are the winning, those are the offers that are winning because that allows the seller to get more money for their property and allows the buyer to win the bid without worrying about the appraisal. It's a lot Does to think about. As a, it's a lot to think about as a buyer because if you get faced with that decision, it's a lot of cash that you've got to then come up with or yes. the seller has to be willing to come down if, if the buyer can't cover it. And so I know it always creates a extra negotiating level that then comes into play, right? Yeah, the negotiating is critical right now. I mean, when I talked in the beginning about pivoting and, and how our agents are learning to pivot for our clients, it's one of those things. How can we get absolutely creative to win this home for our clients. And so, yeah, we're coming up with all kinds of crazy ideas. Yeah, that very, being one of them. <laughs> very good thing to think about and to discuss. That one certainly looks like it'll continue to happen in 2021. All right, last but not least, uh, just curious on, on this one, Colleen. Um, markets will undergo major changes. And this was the idea behind their, their statement. A lot of markets that got inflated due to COVID in 2020, they predict will cool off in 2021. They'll, they'll revert to the mean. They'll come back down to earth. Kind of like smaller market bubbles bursting because they got overvalued in 2020 when people were fleeing the cities and going to new areas. They think that'll come back to reality. I think you pretty much have indicated that there's been some areas, um, you know, greater Salem area kind of fit into this category in 2020 with a lot of influx from yeah. Portlanders and that kind of thing. What's your take on it? So it's very hard to predict a future, especially in these times. Um, I don't think, I mean, go ahead and quote me on this. I don't think we're going to see this in 2021. I think we might start to see things cool off in quarter two, quarter three of 2022. That's just... I don't know. That's just from the homework I've done and the research and me being in the industry to see these cycles come and go. Now, of course, I haven't lived through COVID before, you know, like the, this whole new world. But um, generally speaking, the market does what goes up, does come down. I just don't see it happening, especially for the greater Salem area. This might happen in other parts of the nation, but um, Pacific Northwest, Willamette Valley, I just don't see it happening this year. Nope. Oregon coast, do you think pretty, pretty stable? No, no it's just booming. It's just yeah. going to continue to go. And um, like I say, I feel like the Oregon central coastline is probably the last affordable coastline on the West Coast. And it's not going to be for long. <laughs> mm, that's a very good point. Bye um, now. <laughs> yeah. They, there's only so much land. Yes. <laughs> they can't make more mm -hmm. of it. Um, well, there you have it. The 2021 Real Estate Realities, Colleen's reactions to this list of seven realities. Agreed with most of them. Had a few disagreements early on with the takeaways, but um, some things to be on the lookout for this year. If you want to learn the steps of buying and selling homes in the area, 
check out the guides that Colleen has put together on those topics. Text the word Oregon to the number 21000. Again, text the word Oregon to the number 21000. You can also search for a home by texting that. You can view our featured listing of the week and much more. Just text the word Oregon to the number 21000. And for free, you can get the home buying and home selling guides to help you kickstart your process of buying or selling your next home. For Colleen Benson, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Keeping It Real Estate radio show. The Keeping It Real Estate podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.